everyone to the rest podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Roberts, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Catherine, thank you for joining me today. Well, I'm always happy to be with you, Virginia. Yesterday, you and I were talking about how important it is to displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in this day and age, unlike perhaps any time that you and I have experienced in our lifetime. There's so much propaganda, so much misinformation. Yes, we're flooded with, I think, false teaching. On so many levels. Absolutely. But you and I, during the course of our conversation yesterday talked about how at the end of the day, rest is really a view of history, a view of government, and a view of education, which is consistent with so much that you've taught me as being instrumental and significant in helping people grasp what's happening How can I know for sure that I'm understanding what's happening? And why is understanding this so important to me in displacing the confusion, chaos, and disease that I'm facing? Either in how I view current events, how I view my relationships, how I view myself, and how I view the disease I find myself in with or I find myself navigating, whether it's cancer, autoimmune diseases, or anything. But at the end of the day, what's happening? How can I understand and know for sure what's happening? And why is it important? Those are relevant questions pertaining to what's the history of the thing? Mm. What's the government of the thing? What does this mean to my life? And how is it playing out in my life? And what do I need to know to process all this. And it's really history, government, and education. I believe so as well. When you think of history, we're thinking of the beginning of something. and well, Right, whether it's disease or anything, actually, right? And if you, the disease, the disorder, chaos, confusion, actually is destructive to life. And so what is the origin of that which attacks our lives? Well, we need to know what produces life. To displace these things, we must know the opposite uh, government that uh, avoids or that can heal us from the damages done by these things called disease. Put that in the context of history, too. Now, practically, let's talk about history in the context of disciplines. You just talked about disease Mm -hmm. states, because obviously I deal with a lot of people that are very sick. Mm -hmm. But put history in the context of history as we know it. Well, history is a story. It is about the story of life, actually, man's life, if you want to start there, because we are concerned about human life as we we have been given in its uh, beginning. And, you know, we're created with order, not disorder. We're created with health, not disease. And how to maintain that order and sustain life and avoid the destruction of life 
operates according to certain governments. And when we say government, we mean laws, rules that give life. Principles. Principles. So the life-giving ideas need to be known through education, through expression of ideas that will uh, sustain life instead of destroy life. So good. And I think this distinction and this conversation at this juncture of our podcast becomes really important because reasoning through a view of history and all disciplines, not just the history of man Mm. in the context of time, but the history of my own life, the history of my relationships, the history of the disease I'm dealing with, the history of how I process information, for example. It's, it's a history. It's an origin. It's a beginning of something. Right. There's always in history the idea or the law of cause and effect. And if we can pinpoint causes in our relationships, in our emotional life, in our, st- our own personal story and compare them or contrast them. And with, in our government, by the way. Well, the, the truth uh, whether we're living according to what is true order or disorder. So uh, we measure the effects, the diseases, the things that show up in our bodies by what has occurred within the inner part of our being, which is, I believe, our, our heart, our mind, and our will. Our spirit is our will. That's the active doer is our will. Our mind has to do with how we're reasoning. I think this definition is important because I want people to look at words differently. I always say, Catherine, thoughts have power, words have authority. I measure that. I help people understand the consequence of that in their life. I help literally help people facilitate their own healing through understanding that thoughts have power, words have authority. So even in how we look at this word history being root cause, origin, and thinking of history in the context of disciplines, my life, my relationships, my spheres of influence, church, institutions of faith, and of course, nations, world history, and whatnot. I guess I want everybody to understand history outside of the confinements of what we have been taught that it is. History is about root cause. It's about the narrative, about a thing. We, we all have a history. We all come from history. Before we were born, uh, our history began with uh, ancestry, if you want to put it that way, which is transmits to us our origin, our actual life. So we need to be concerned about our own story. As you say, the rest, all the things that those letters represent. And that will really uncover some of the things that have been destructive and those things that have been life-giving. And we can throw out those things in our mind, in our reasoning, that have been deadly. Which takes me to the next word, which is government. Direction, regulation, control, and restraint. And in the process of reasoning through history, we govern those ideas, those facts, those bits of information. So whether we realize it or not, 
History is a very active, living part of our life, and so is what we do with that information. We govern it. We have to direct, regulate, control, restrain the information, and manage it. And so both history and government are an active part of our everyday life. And part of helping people heal is for me to help people come into an understanding of that. Well, you, we have to know the rules that lead to life, the laws that are life-giving, and abide by them, be ruled by them, rather than by those things that are destructive. So, there are rules. Rules means laws of action. And how we act depend upon what rules we follow. So, we have to separate the laws that lead to self-destruction and those that lead to life-giving activities, thoughts, affections, and our purposes. One of the beautiful things, I think, of the darkness that is upon us is that it's giving people a very clear choice because everything's being turned upside down. Right is wrong, wrong is right, lawful is un. The unlawful things, one's unlawful things now are lawful, and people are being jolted by many things that are not new, by the way to our generation at all. When you study history, you see the transgenderism. You see the emergence of occultic practices. You see narratives that we think are new to us, this whole thing of UFOs and aliens and whatnot. But you see that these narratives, these stories have visited ancient civilizations as well. And even the sex change, the transgender, the transvesting, if you will, History and civilizations have faced this progressive, if you will, agenda to their demise. Right. It's and it's people it, not governing, right? Well, not gov- they're governing, but by ignorant, ignorance, not knowing. Education comes in when we are learning what is true versus what is destructive. And I want people to see, here we go to our third word, which is education. So, education... Government and history are indispensable. They're all like links in a chain, and they're not dispensable or disposable. So whether you recognize it or not, history is something that you're actively involved in processing every single day to gut that determines how you govern and how you transmit that information. Can you comment on that? Well, I want to remember, history is about established order. Order, not of our anatomy, the order of the universe, the order of the planets, the order of, of vegetation. There's order. There's, there is not random activity. And so we need to be taught and learn the laws that sustain human life. And man is more than physical. We know that. We know we have a mind. We have a will. We have affections, a heart affections. And those things must be governed. Now, what is ruling those areas of the inward part will manifest itself in our physical part, cause and effect. We're made with order and following rules of disorder will destroy. So education has to study closely our makeup, our inward parts, as well as our physical parts. And we deny and reject and distracted away from that part that causes disease, disorder, confusion, dealing with ideas, and food for thought, 
we are poisoning our minds, we're poisoning our hearts, we're poisoning our spirit with false teaching, as I mentioned earlier before. There's truth and there's false. Fault, what is false will destroy because it distracts from those things which are absolute, absolute life of all levels. And education is how we have those conversations about our own history, our own history. Our own government. So it goes full circle. Our own, and our own lack of education and knowledge. And so uh, we pursue truth. And there's self-evident truth that we're all born with the idea of those things that are living ought to live. We have life to enjoy, to experience that which is good, not that which is destructive to our lives. By way of education, Absolutely. what are the three principles okay. that are foundational? Well, you had to, again, for rest, for rest, you have to know again your own history and appreciate the values as well as the things that have sustained life to the degree that you know it to be or diminished it. Absolutely, and again, it's internalizing truth. Evaluate reason from people call common sense, but what you know in your heart to be true, and you you expand that knowledge into every area of your life, your thought life, your work life, your family life, and really analyze. And I don't mean uh, take apart, but I mean seek causes, and then uh, separate yourself from those things which, again, are deadly. So good. So that's number one. Yeah. Number one is know your history. Yeah. Number two is have the strength and the courage to reason well through everything. Cause and effect of all things and understand the things that were life-giving, the things that were not. Yes. Number three. Again, uh, pursue truth. Pursue more and more ideas and things that will, again, uh, add and expand the life that you've been given and the things that feed life. And you know the things that you've been giving that advance life because you know your pain points and you know the things that have not been productive. You know where your shame, your regrets, sadness, grief. I think that's really good. So if you're listening to us today and you're thinking, oh, this is getting kind of thick, it's feeling a little bit confusing, write three columns on a piece of paper. On the top, write rest. Relational, emotional, and spiritual truth. Displacing confusion, chaos, and dis-ease. Write those three lines. Underneath, create three columns. A column for history, a column for government, and a column for education. On the column for history, take a relationship, take a family system, Take a complex business relationship. Take anything that ails you right now and think about the seed, the root cause, the history of that thing, if you will. And look back and understand the created order of that thing and its origins and how it began. Then go to your government column. 
column number two and say, how was that thing directed, regulated, control? What kind of restraint was exercised over that thing? What's true and what's not? What is my opinion and what is the truth? I might have felt, for example, slighted as a child in that relationship. And I might have felt, for example, that I never fully reached my potential in my life because my parents were so cruel, was so abusive, so negligent. Whatever the situation is, that you explain how you got to where you got to self-govern, for example, in your life. And then say, well, I need to direct, regulate, control, and restrain that thought with facts. What was the history of, for example, my mom, my dad? Where did they come from? Well, they both came from war-torn countries, let's say. And they were first generation here in America, and they couldn't even write. And they had to do two and three and four jobs to just put food on the table. Well, is how I've governed myself and my view of myself accurate in light of the history my parents had? And am I looking at this thing fairly, for example? And you're able to reconcile a lot of internal conflicts you have in the context of the history, not just of your own relationship with your parents, but of their own history, for example. And that right there, you begin to intuitively, through that process, educate yourself and begin to think differently about a lot of assumptions you drew. You're drawing or you've drawn. So here comes the education column. Go to that education column and say, just in this process of thinking about relational, emotional, and spiritual truth differently, how has this simple exercise of trying to displace a confusion, chaos, and disease that I find myself in right now, how has this simple exercise of viewing the history of my family and my own history in my family system in the context of the root cause of many things, not just how I feel and my experiences, but that of my parents and my ancestors. And in the government column, reasoning through, wait a minute, what's the seed of the idea of how I feel or the conflict I have or the problems we're experiencing and all of that in the context of that history. And then that exercise of reasoning through those things, you start educating yourself And going back and forth in this dynamic process of looking at history in the context of not how you feel and what you think, but what in fact happened. And in that process, you might be feel compelled to ask questions and all that. But that's the education process we're really talking about. Delving into history, understanding government. And what do we do with the information we have from the things we've experienced, the things that are behind us? And then the education column of what is that process of reasoning through those things and determining what's true and what's not from my opinion and the truth. And reasoning through those things, navigating through that, I think we do step into deeper places of rest. What are your thoughts about what I just said? I think, again, to try to simplify in, in my context of understanding is that 
the thoughts that you have will govern your act, govern you, and what you reason from the history should reveal truth, and that truth should govern us to overcome the thoughts that are destructive. We see them in a broader view that is explaining who we are and how things have ruled us that should not have ruled us. Those false emotions, those reactions, but really getting down to explanations, proper explanations, that is educational. We reason properly through the things that have been can explain who and what we've done or been. That's where forgiveness comes in. We're extending, receiving grace, right? Unmerited favor and extending ourselves and others' mercy comes in because you start seeing things not from a place of emotions, your central nervous systems, your reactivities, but you begin to process things internally, mm-hmm. internally through your mind, your heart, your will, your conscience, and your feelings. If you look at the history of yourself and your history of your family, you will have explanations for the present situation. And those explanations are are revealed, revelational, if I can say, about your life and explain the pain, the shame, the agony, anxiety, the fears. And they can be dispelled by reasoning properly uh, of their source and overthrow the government of the effects that have come through history. It's so true because roots of bitterness and that kind of history can really derail our life for a lifetime if we don't actively engage in this process of displacing things. It's funny, while you were speaking, I thought some people would say, well, I've done that, and I'm not going to excuse the behavior of other people and the pain they've inflicted on me. What would you be... Because I, I don't think that's what we're saying, but explain why well, that's not the case. The, we're not giving tools to excuse anything. N- not at all. Uh, again, your reactions are different from responses. A reaction is a impulse. A reaction is emotional, but it's not reasonable. And you are part of somebody's future as well. And so you have to decide... Will you continue being, shall we say, using the blame game, or you will resolve the conflicts the past has had for yourself so that you do not transmit to the next generation the ills of the past? You know, it just occurred to me what we're talking about is really self-educating. Absolutely, it's reasoning within yourself. That's right. And the conclusions you come to have to be, again, factual, have to be real, truthful, rather than emotional. And as you're processing all of this, begin to share the process with others, because in so doing, you're reinforcing the education component of what we're talking about, and in so doing, it becomes transformative, not just in your life, but in the life of others. 
because it's not about excusing. It's not about shaming. It's not about displacing. It's not even about not taking responsibility. On the contrary, it's about engaging what makes you human, which is your mind, your heart, your will, your conscience, to say, wait, I need to stop, digest, and process the history of this thing, whether it's personal, relational, economic, historical, political, it doesn't matter what it is. The thing that you that's causing you to think, that's requiring you to think, pause and think of the origin of that thing in the context of what is true and what's not, what is lawful, what is not. And as you unwrap that thing, the fruit of it will bring a measure of clarity to you. And that clarity, you can't help but share it and advance it. And that's where we're, how we're transformed. We have to think of ourselves as individuals and not as a collection that's right. of, of the past. We're made to be responsible. Or a collective of the present. Absolutely. We're individuals, and our responses are our own, and not to be imposed upon others, and not to be transmitted to others. And bitterness, fear, anxiety, all of that is destructive to every part of us. And it manifests itself in disease, disorder, and confusion because we don't think of ourselves as individually responsible for our own, uh, our own bodies, for our own lives, self-government. The, what is governing us will either destroy us or build us up. And I think that's what we're trying to do, and I hope the point is coming clear, that to step into these deep places of rest, to displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in our life in order to heal ourselves, relationships, spheres of influence, our, our community, our states, our nation. We need to have a clear understanding of history, government, and education because those three topics have a micro function and a macro function. And I think that's what we're trying to to address, to help people think of these words differently. And think of yourself differently as an individual who is responsible only for your life, not to impose or to lead or to be responsible for another person's decisions and actions. Thank you, Catherine. In the next segment, I'm looking forward to delving deeper into how we understand words. So this view of history, government, and education, I think is so instrumental, has been so instrumental in me helping people heal. But I realized that one of the greatest barriers that I encountered was people's view of history is academic. People's view of government is political. People's view of education again, has to do with a discipline and not as a lifestyle. And history 
government and education is like breathing for us. We just don't understand those words outside of academia. And so thank you for having this conversation with me. Always. You're welcome. All right, everyone. To learn more about Catherine Dang and the Philomath Foundation, please go to philomathfoundation.com. That's P-H-I-L-O mathfoundation.com. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next week.